0: The Bible Study Podcast, episode 729. Today, the Bible Study Podcast begins a study of the book of Hosea with chapter 1. This is an interesting book, Hosea. It is one of, I would say, the strangest books in the Bible. Hosea is considered a minor prophet, minor, not because he said things that were less important, but because he just didn't write as much. This is a book that is 14 chapters long, and so we're going to cover it in roughly 14 weeks, is my plan. And we'll take a look and see what Hosea has to say to the people of Israel. But It's a book that reads, especially in this first part here, almost like an allegory, but we believe Hosea to be a historic prophet who was sent by God to the people of Israel. And here in this first chapter, we learn about when he was sent, who were the kings at the time of Hosea, and then we get a very strange story. The word of the Lord came to Hosea, son of Beeri, during the reign of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah, and during the reigns of Jeroboam, son of Jehoash, king of Israel. And so here we get where Hosea fits in time, and like all the minor prophets, he's going to fit in the time period of the kings, and particularly during a period of some good kings in Israel, such as Hezekiah, but again, all of the kings of Judah, like Jehoash, are not faithful to God and they're serving other gods, and for those of you who don't remember when we went through the books of the kings, uh, the reason why they're serving other gods is that they set up the high places because they feel that if people are faithful at the time they split off from the kingdom of Judah, if they're faithful to God and go worship in Jerusalem, then they'll eventually become subjects again of the king of Judah. And so the, basically the kings of Israel sacrifice their faith or the faith of Israel for political power. And then Hosea's wife and children. When the Lord began to speak through Hosea, the Lord said to him, go marry a promiscuous woman and have children with her. For like an adulterous wife, this land is guilty of unfaithfulness to the Lord. So he married Gomer, daughter of Diblaim, and she conceived and bore him a son. Then the Lord said to Hosea, Call him Jezreel, because I will soon punish the house of Jehu for the massacre of Jezreel, and I will put an end to the kingdom of Israel. In that day I will break Israel's bow in the valley of Jezreel. Gomer conceived again and gave birth to a daughter Then the Lord said to Hosea, Call her Lo-Ruhamah, which means not loved, for I will no longer show love to Israel, that I should at all forgive them. Yet I will show love to Judah, and I will save them not by bow, sword, or battle, or by horses or horsemen, but I, the Lord their God, will save them. After she had weaned Lo-Ruhamah, Gomer had another son, Then the Lord said, Call him Lo-Ami, which means not my people, for you are not my people, and I am not your God. Yet the Israelites will be like the sand on the seashore, which cannot be measured or counted. In the place where it was said to them, You are not my people, they will be called children of the living God. The people of Judah and the people of Israel will come together. They will appoint one leader and will come up out of the land, for great will be the day of Jezreel. So kind of a strange family dynamic going on here with Hosea, who's told to marry a promiscuous woman, or some translations say told to marry a prostitute. But he's told to marry someone who is adulterous as an analogy for how the people of Israel in particular are treating God, that they have been unfaithful to God, as this woman has been unfaithful to her husband, or has been unfaithful. She's promiscuous. She's she's sleeping around here. She's not probably going to be faithful to Hosea, one would guess. And yet, he's instructed to marry her. I say this reads like an allegory because... Especially with the names and things like this, you know, name your child not loved, uh, which is a real bummer out in the playground. Uh, You know, what's your name? I'm not loved. But we believe that this really happened. You know, we believe that this happened. This is, you know, we, we see when in history Hosea is coming. And God is trying to make a point. God is reaching out to the kingdom of Israel through all of the prophets, not just through Hosea, trying to say, come back. You've been unfaithful. Come back. There will be consequences if you don't come back. And Hosea is bringing this warning to Israel that you're going to be destroyed. I'm going to break Israel's bow in the valley of Jezreel is what, you know, the first son is named Jezreel because I'm going to destroy you and I'm going to destroy you in a particular place. At a particular time that's already planned, now, of course, the reason why God is telling them this is it doesn't have to be this way. This is the plan unless they change. Now, we know, reading from where we are, that they did not change and that these things did come to pass. But Hosea has this message that he's bringing, which is God will continue to be faithful even if you were faithless. God is continuing to be faithful to you even though you are unfaithful to him. And so he has these kids, uh, not my people, not loved, and one who is named for the massacre that will happen at this particular place where Israel will be destroyed. Israel was destroyed, And we're told that Hosea is prophesying during the reign of Jehoash, who reigned for about 16 years. It will be destroyed not that long after. It will be destroyed about 69 years after the death of Jehoash, about 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 kings later. A couple things about the Valley of Jezreel. There's Four interesting things about that particular valley. It is a site of a great victory by the people of Israel during the time of Gideon in the book of Judges. This is where he defeats the Midianites. And then it is also then a place of great defeat because it's where King Saul was defeated by the Philistines It's also a place of civil war in the kingdom of the north, and this is where the current king of Israel, who is Joash, his grandfather basically became king of Israel by defeating the previous king in the Valley of Jezreel. And then the fourth thing that is interesting about the valley is it has another name, and that is the Valley of Megiddo. And if that name doesn't sound familiar to you, uh, this is right below Tel Megiddo, which is a s- historic site you can go to, which has been a, a city up on the hill for many centuries, um, millennia actually even, that you can visit. That's a UNESCO World Heritage Site. But you may know Megiddo more by its Greek name of Armageddon. And so this will be also later on be a spot for another great battle yet to come. And so Hosea, as he's looking forward, as he's as he's prophesying this, prophecy isn't always telling the future. But in this case, Hosea is saying there will be consequences. And he's saying that at some time in the future, God will give up. And in at this point, it's about 69 years away. A little more than 69 years, probably, because we don't know during what portion of the reign of Jehoash he is prophesying. But basically, the day is coming. God has great patience and has shown great patience to the kingdom of Israel. But that patience will come to an end. And something we need to remember is God is very patient. God is patient with us as well, but his patience does have limits. There is a day of judgment coming, and that's one of the themes that will always be here in the Minor Prophets. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com, and thanks so much for listening.